Hello and welcome to Textile Innovation hosted by WTIN. My name is Ruby and I'm the news editor and your podcast host. Each month we're going to be joined by a brand new special guest. So join me and my colleagues as we deep dive into what's new, what's interesting and what unmissable innovations have hit the market recently. We cover everything on the podcast from sustainability to startups and the latest research and developments. And we also quiz the experts in the fields about their new products and ideas across the huge spectrum that is the textiles industry. So no matter what your interest is, WTIN have you covered and we can connect you to everything you need to know right here from our central hub in the UK. In this episode, we talk to Tessa Callahan, the co-founder and CEO of Keel Labs over in the US. We'll be talking about its technology that turns seaweed into textiles, why scaling up is important and what Tessa's opinion is on sustainability and textiles going hand in hand in the future. Firstly, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. I'm very excited to delve into this more with you. Yeah, likewise. I'm very excited to be here and chat more about the work that we're doing. Let's go into the basics. So why don't you tell me a bit about yourself and your history up until this point? Sure. Um, there's a, I'm sure there's a very long story to that, but I'll lean to the short one. So um, my name is Tessa Callahan, and I am one of the co-founders and CEO here at Keel Labs, um, where we are developing new materials for the circular economy, and in particular, with fibers and yarns that are made from kelp. Um, my background, or I guess I, I started off in the industry in design and in fashion, in particular with a focus on knitwear development and textiles. So for those who are listening who haven't heard of the company before, why don't you tell us a bit more about what Kilo Labs does and why it does what it does? Sure. So as I'm sure many of us are privy, fashion in particular and, and textiles are one of the most polluting industries on the planet. And at Keel Labs, we are working to help brands and, and the industry as a whole to transition into beneficial materials and the circular economy. So what we do is find solutions. And in particular, with our flagship product, Kelson, we are developing yarns and fibers that are derived from kelp, which is a seaweed and, you know, acts as one of the most beautifully beneficial organisms on the planet from reducing ocean acidification to capturing CO2 to, you know, help rebuilding dead zones in the ocean. There's kind of an endless list of why it's such an incredible organism. And for us, it really works as the inspiration and the backbone of the materials that we create so that as we look at the textile and fashion supply chains, we are able to replace from the get-go the toxic practices, chemicals, raw materials with ones that are beneficial for the planet, all the while removing and replacing the toxic chemicals that are used throughout the production as well, so that from start to finish you have something that is better for the planet and better for people as well. The company recently underwent a huge rebrand. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So we recently launched and, and rebranded from Algae Knit to Keel Labs and with our primary product, which is called Kelson. And we had the privilege and opportunity to work with Pentagram and Michael Beirut and the fantastic team that he's leading there in order to really look at what our impact is on the future and, and why we're really here. And although AlgaeNet functioned and really helped us to grow and establish ourselves as a company, when we're thinking about our core intentions, it's really about our interaction and you know interference 
and away with planetary systems, and in particular with the ocean. So for those that may not know, a keel is part of a ship that basically keeps it at an equilibrium with the ocean, so balances the man-made interaction with marine ecosystems while also allowing it to stay afloat and, and propel itself forward. And so really when we look at how we want to think about innovation, it's really about balancing that fine line between our species and the ocean and the planetary systems that we work with to create better futures and, and propel ourselves forward as fast as possible. And when it comes to how we want to be thinking about that, making sure that innovation is at our core and that we're really able to expand our horizon and think in novel ways. And so really wanted to kind of contain both of those, both in Keel and in labs, to make sure that we're constantly ingraining our core values in the work that we're doing, in the ways that we're communicating, and how we really function as a team and as a company. So as you said, your technology is made from kelp. Why is it that you chose this as a base for your products? So we chose kelp as, you know, the core backbone for the inspiration and work of our company, because as we were founding our ideas back in, I guess it was 2016 now, um, with myself and my co-founders, Alex Koshevsky and Aaron Nesser, we reviewed what was kind of going on in the textile landscape and even in the materials landscape and really wanted to see how can we access something from the get-go that doesn't contribute to the plethora of negative impacts that we see in the materials that we use today. You know, obviously that's not fossil fuel-based and unfortunately the way things stand now for us, that's not land-based either. So it really forced us to look at the oceans, look at what is abundant? What is beneficial? What are we able to get access to? And, and that's also accessible on a global scale. And so it really narrowed our focus, of course, into aquaculture and seaweeds and, you know, inevitably kelp, which, you know, as I mentioned, is extremely beneficial for the planet and has existing supply chains, which is really fantastic when we think about needing to expedite our journey to scale. Where are you getting this kelp from? Is this grown in-house or is it collected locally? And is there a specific type that you use? So one of our kind of core values or, or core focuses is to uplift existing supply chains. So, you know, although kelp is integral to our work, we also want to be able to work with global suppliers around the world who are experts in the field, who have experience in, you know, both the harvesting and the extraction processes. And so we work with suppliers in multiple continents to make sure that we're diversifying our supply chains and, you know, learning and expanding more and helping to be a force for the literal growth of kelp harvesting, which is fueled by a lot of global initiatives to rectify or, or mitigate the impact uh, that climate change is having. So are there any intrinsic properties that make the kelp so valuable other than it being sustainable, which is obviously a huge plus? Are there any value-added properties like strength or is it antimicrobial, for example, anything like that? So kelp and, and the biopolymers that we work with have a lot of unique properties and ones that we will continue to study and certify. And for any new material that's, you know, not a legacy fiber or, you know, raw source, there is inherently going to be different performance factors, different benefits, different drawbacks. And so that's really the core focus of our scientific team to make sure that we're elevating those unique 
unique properties while also ensuring that we're producing and creating end products that have the familiarity and desirability that consumers are looking for. How do these yarns compare to ones that are already on the market? Are they as durable, flexible, and washable? Yeah, absolutely. So our materials are quite similar to that of viscose, while also having the look and feel of cotton. And so one of the things that we want to make sure we're doing is working with our brand partners and, you know, also getting feedback, of course, from consumers to say, you know, what are the properties that you're really looking for? How can we make sure that we're continuing to tailor and diversify what we're offering? And how scalable is this process? Obviously, we really need these sustainable replacements, but we also need them on like a huge mass scale to really make the difference. Is there potential for this to be produced for the mass market? That is an excellent question and really a, a founding principle of you know why we started Keel Labs. So of course, as we were, you know, working in the field in the industry as designers, really understanding that not only in order to create impact, but also to increase accessibility, you need to be able to scale. And how are you able to do that as quickly as possible? Because we need solutions yesterday and not in 20 years. And so for us, both from our raw material standpoint and the accessibility that kelp and its biopolymers provide, um, but also from the manufacturing side, we are able to plug into existing manufacturing infrastructure so that we're able to basically not reinvent the wheel and make sure that those economies of scale have already been proved out. And all we have to do is basically this process of plug and play where, you know, our materials go directly into the infrastructure that's been at scale for decades, if not centuries. And are these materials biodegradable? And if they are, how long does this take to happen? And um, again, if they are, how does this compare to regular non-kelp materials? Our material is biodegradable and ideally compostable. That being said, you know, one of the core focuses that we're looking at is, you know, making sure that we're creating the right claims and certifications around each stage of that. Because, of course, when you're talking about biodegradability and biocontent and compostability, there are so many standards or different certifications that you want to make sure that you're providing. That being said, you know, we're having really promising results when it comes to composting. And that's really a core mission of what we're doing is to make sure that we're using strictly naturally derived materials so that they can remain in the natural circular ecosystems. So that whether it lands up in a landfill, whether it's in your home compost, whether that goes back into the ocean, rather than polluting, it's able to degrade and return to the Earth's natural ecosystems and, and cycles as nutrients. Where is this material currently being used? Can, is it apparel? Is it home textiles, for example? The benefit of fibers and yarns and the beauty of that, which is the use cases are so diverse. I mean, from your cotton t-shirt to your cotton linens to, you know, your cotton balls that you use on your face, for an example, to show kind of where cotton is, is so ubiquitous in our daily lives. For Kiel Labs and primarily for Kelson, our flagship yarns, we're starting with the fashion industry and in particular apparel to help to you know provide these solutions to brands that really need to change the way that they're working. However, 
there are so many other areas that we want to make sure that we're touching on as well. I mean, it's not only fashion that uses textiles and, and needs these raw materials. So we see a lot of promise in other industries from interiors to automotives to industrial applications. And so that's definitely something that we're really eager to explore and and eager to collaborate on as well. Wonderful. So onto something a little bit more broad now, just to kind of get your opinion and your kind of view on this. What do you think that the future of textiles looks like in terms of sustainability and those two things going hand in hand? I think that when we look at the future and how that really needs to function, I think diversity is the underlying theme. And, you know, one of the primary reasons that I see that, you know, there's so much pollution and toxicity around the ways that we currently operate on a global scale is that we think very narrowly about what we currently use. And you have these big categories that are really just, you know, single products, be that cotton or polyester or nylon or wool. You can, you know, probably list all of those categories on both hands at best. And so when we're looking at the future of textiles and and raw materials as a whole, in order for us to really achieve positive and, you know, literally, truly sustainable futures, we need to be able to diversify and expand the range and the crops and the ways in which we produce so that when you go into your closet, it's not a single source. It's a diverse range of different raw materials and different methods of production to make sure that we're not overdoing and then polluting just with a, a single source. Yeah, completely. So last couple of questions now, really. Obviously, as we've talked about before at the start, you've gone through this huge rebrand. I wanted to ask anyway, uh, is there anything that we can expect in the near future from Kill Labs? Is anything in the pipeline, any new innovations you can tell me about? Absolutely. So one of the things that we're really excited to share, and that's also, you know, a core component of Kiel Labs launch is kind of the first sneak peeks of our textiles and the various constructions that we've explored just as an internal team. And as we look at, you know, the upcoming new year, 2023, there are so many exciting launches that we're, that we're preparing for and that we're really excited to showcase. And, you know, a, a core value for us as a company and as a team and as individuals is, you know, really elevating and highlighting transparent communication. There's a lot of disparities that we see between, you know, what's being put out there both by large corporations and and small innovators that isn't necessarily reflecting on the average consumer and an average individual about, you know, what really goes into those processes and why we're seeing what we're doing. And so for us, we're really excited to kind of launch you know, multiple initiatives to engage in these conversations and showcase some of the work that we've been able to do over the last, you know, four and a half years that has been building up to this really, really exciting moment and and super exciting year. So if anyone is listening that wants to reach out and chat to Heal Labs, what is the best way to get in touch? So for anyone that, you know, wants to follow us and, and community is really core to who we are and we want to make sure that we're constantly staying in touch and, and collaborating. You know, obviously uh, following us and, and shooting us a message on Instagram or Twitter. Um, alternatively, 
on our website, keelabs.com. We do have a contact section, which, you know, depending on what your interests are, uh, you'll be directed to the right person or the right resource that will allow us to connect and and, uh, discuss, collaborate, hear your feedback. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And that concludes the episode for us. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. This has been fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, thank you as well. It's been such a pleasure and honor and really glad we were able to make this happen. If you have any questions for WTIN, then you can reach out over Twitter. Find us at WTIN Comment, or you can contact me directly at ruby at WTIN. And if you fancy sponsoring an episode of the podcast, please email sales at WTIN.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next month.